The following is a podcast from a qualified senior care provider heard on the Answers for Elders radio show. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders radio. And we are here with Larry Nysonson from Genworth U.S. Life Insurance Care Scout Caregiver Support Services. And Larry, I am so honored to have you on the show. And we have been talking a little bit about caregivers in general. And of course, so many of us out there have a story, um, including I'm always reminded by just how many of our listeners are really involved in taking care of loved ones. We have church communities, we have have types of support networks for seniors and things like that. But a lot of these communities do not have resources to help caregivers. And this is something I think that Genworth has truly been a pioneer and a trade trailblazer in this industry. And now you guys obviously are faced, we're all faced with a new challenge, and that is times of COVID-19. How is that affecting caregivers right now? Do you have any sort of updated info or data on that? We we do, and thanks uh, for that lead-in, Suzanne. And you're 100% right. Not only do we have the traditional challenges of caregiving, But now on top of that, we have this pandemic of COVID-19 with the uncertainty of knowing, of not knowing rather, when is it going to end? How long is it going to be? What's going to be the permanent Mm -hmm. changes, right? And what sort of just the temporary things we have to deal with? Well, um, to answer some of those questions, Genworth, in uh, May of 2020, so we were about 60 or 90 days into really what I would say is the heart of covid Um, we conducted a consumer sentiment survey. And in that survey, we asked caregivers specifically about what their concerns were, what did they think about COVID and the impact on their caregiving. And as you'd imagine, um, especially in the beginning when there was so much uncertainty, Mm -hmm. the results that jumped out at us were uh, astonishing. And I'm going to start with we talk about how many people are caregivers, right? We talked about somewhere between 35 to 40 to upwards of 50 million people are caregivers. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. we asked about caregiving during COVID and said, who here is what we'll describe as an emergent caregiver, right? Who came home from work one day and, and got a call that said your son, your daughter, your loved one is coming home from school or your parent that you're taking care of that's in a facility, they need to come home and live with you because the facility isn't going to be able to accommodate them because of, the, of COVID. Well, what we found out is over 100 million Americans, one out of three Americans, is now an emergent caregiver due to COVID. Think about that. Think about how crazy that number is. Not only, not only are they an emergent caregiver, for the most part, they're also employees. They're also working, right? So they're trying to balance this incredible work, taking care of perhaps younger family members and taking care of their older loved ones. And it is uh, an incredibly stressful time for them. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. over, 50%, over 50% of the people who responded said they felt even more stress than usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you think, how could that possibly be? And about 50% of them said their anxiety level is dramatically up over what their normal anxiety mm-hmm. level. So we know that right. it's, it's out there and it's palpable. Well, and you know, what you're saying is so valid because 
I, you know, we at Answers for Elders, we're kind of, I always say we're kind of in the eye of the hurricane, especially when here in the greater Puget Sound, we were kind of the start of this whole COVID crisis, right? It started here. And um, right down the road from where I live, about 15-minute drive is where Life Care Center of Kirkland is. And they're a wonderful community. But we started getting phone calls like crazy from concerned family caregivers of what do I do with my parent who's maybe in a facility already, or I don't know how to deal with my parent because I'm afraid for them. I'm afraid of them being high risk. And there's, there was a lot of information that we didn't even know yet at the time. So you can understand, I can totally relate to what you're saying. The anxiety level has to be through the charts of families. And certainly we have received more than our share of uh, telephone calls over concerned family members. And so obviously, you know, I can verify that you're absolutely right on, at least in my experience of what's happening out there. Well, and, and when we look at the other range of emotions, right, what, mm-hmm. we, what we see that jumps out is um, over, over 25% of them also felt more vulnerable, lonelier, yeah. confused, an obvious one that nobody likes to admit, right, is there's a level of anger, not at your loved one, that they didn't ask to be in the situation either, but a level of anger over the additional work, the additional stress. The, the average caregiver in this study said as if they had more time to give anyway, right, they're not already pressed for time, that on average they were spending an extra nine hours a week caregiving that wasn't yeah. anticipated. Well, Suzanne, you know that they don't have time. There's no extra time, right? So no. where, does it, where does it come from? And we know that the amount of stress that, mm-hmm. that we're hoping, we're hoping, uh, obviously everybody, the entire world at this point is hoping that, right, we have a cure and that things can get back to semi-normal. Right. Um, but, no, but nobody needs it more than our caregivers who are already sort of pushed to the brink. You know, everyone, we are talking again to Larry Nysonson, and he is a senior vice president and chief, chief commercial officer for Genworth in a program called Care Scout. And certainly, Larry, I really want to kind of come back because we're talking about this COVID-19 and what's going on in this crisis. And obviously you're dealing with now, you just gave me a figure that just made me almost drop my phone here. (laughs) Um, 100 million family caregivers. So it's pretty much doubled. Is that, that blows my mind. It it really is an astonishing number. And um, what's even more astonishing about it is the, you know, the traditional caregivers, Many mm-hmm. of those, we, don't, we did not even really poll for this. Many of those who were considered to be family caregivers before the pandemic are doing double duty now. So, yes, there's 50 million new caregivers that weren't expecting to be caregivers. But there's also some of the, uh, the, the traditional family caregivers that were taking care of loved ones, elderly parents, neighbors, et cetera, are now also dealing with kids that are home from school. So now they have to be teacher uh, if it's in my house, disciplinarian, right. Right? there's a lot of things that they have to play now on top of their mm-hmm. traditional caregiving roles. Um, it's really, it's such a hard time for those, for those mm-hmm. caregivers. And, and I would, again, I would encourage your listeners to go, if they go to genworth.com, 
they'll see underneath the banner, there's a whole section. It's in like a light blue that says COVID-19. And if they click on that, they'll find the consumer sentiment study. So if they want to read about that, but more importantly, um, if they scroll down to the bottom of that, they're going to find some tabs that are planning resources. One of them talks about COVID-19 resource for seniors, and it really is its aimed at helping our most vulnerable figure out what to do in this COVID-19 world. How do they stay safe? What are some techniques? What are some resources available for them? There's also, as I mentioned in the previous segment, there's conversation starters. It's also on that tab where we just give some sort of helpful guidance and important conversations for caregivers to be able to have with their loved ones and ways to start some of those conversations, the difficult ones. Right, right. And, you know, here's the here's the amazing thing about all of this is that you're talking about this, and I'm envisioning in my mind many of these caregivers have lost their own jobs. You know, they're in a situation where we're in financial crisis. Um, you know, they don't even know how they're going to pay the bills, let alone now they may have a senior loved one or a loved one that is sick with COVID or other scenarios that they're having to deal with. So one of the things that, you know, I look at is, wow, what an amazing resource that you guys have. But do you have some, like today, if people may be out in their cars or things like that, what are some practical tips and techniques for caregivers to help them navigate and sustain their careers at the same time if they are able to do that? Well, there are absolutely um, several several techniques. And I will, I will say this, that caregiving um, through the employer, right? The idea of mm-hmm. not wanting to share with your employer that you're a family caregiver because you're afraid that your employer is going to think negatively about you. That's an old sort of stereotype that mm-hmm. still exists, right? Where, where employees are afraid to have those conversations. And we have Um, plenty of statistics that we can talk through in the next segment about that. But I will say Mm -hmm. that the primary thing that I encourage employees to do is to talk to their HR department. First of all, there's now Mm -hmm. federal legislation, right, around the Family Leave Act and the protection that that affords, that that affords. Right. no, no employer can fire somebody because they're a caregiver. As a matter of fact, quite the contrary. They have to really Mm – Um, work with them. And what we find with the employers, in particular in the COVID world we live in, that employers are are very empathetic to the plight of their employees. And they're looking for ways to help employees, whether it's balance their workload, whether it's to have Mm -hmm. that quote-unquote work-life balance. But the first thing that they have to do, Suzanne, is the employer has to know the employee needs help, right? So we really do encourage employees to put their hand up, let their manager, let their supervisor, let their HR department know that they are indeed caregivers, that they're dedicated to their job, and they're also just as dedicated to their family. And we found that most employers these days are very open to that. Well, and that is good news. I think that's hopefully how times have progressed. Um, I wish my story was as good as what you say, <laughs> because I didn't have that, that experience. And, and I wasn't, even though I went to my HR department at the time, this is, we're talking, you know, 12 years ago, it was a very different time. Um, and, 
as a result, I think one of the things that we've gotten better at, and thanks to a lot of leadership like Jen, we're able to get into that mode. So in the next segment, Larry and I are going to talk a little bit about those types of tips And also, let's talk about how Genworth is there for our family caregivers. And then we're going to finish out the hour talking about CareScout. How can there be benefit programs for you that are family caregivers out there? And how can employers be better for our caregivers right after this? Answers for Elders radio show with Suzanne Newman hopes you found this podcast useful in your journey of navigating senior care. Check out more podcasts like this to help you find qualified senior care experts in areas of financial, legal, health and wellness, and living options. Learn about our radio show, receive our monthly newsletter, receive promotional discounts, and meet our experts by clicking on the banner to join the Senior Advocate Network at AnswersForElderSRadio.com. Now there is one place to find the Answers for Elders. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.